0: It's our prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better and become everything God wants you to be. So, if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is for you. Claim your free book and get free 30-day access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab. Simply visit DGMFree.com. Tomorrow can be bigger.
1: Yeah. Just grow, let the world overflow. Give yeah. a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness.
2: Give a life bigger than yourself. Big, big. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia, where we are reaching the lost, empowering the hurting, assimilating the lonely, and leading our generation for Christ. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about grace and how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God and believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live the big, full life that God has for you. Here's Dr. Greer.
1: Amen. Open your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 8 and verse verse one now it came to pass when samuel was old when i read that this week this was one of the first times i wanted to argue with the bible because scholars say that he was only about 50 years old and the bible's calling him old and i took it personally so I had to dig in and do a little bit of research to see what's really going on in the Scripture. And what I discovered was that in this period, a man was called old when he was 60. And uh, when he turned 70, uh, he, was, he was called gray-haired. So it seems that the burdens of family and the burdens Of government had taken such a toll on Samuel that it began to age him early. You know, people may hurt us, but not as much as we hurt ourselves holding on to things and people that will send us to an early grave. Not only are some behaviors bad habits, some people. Bad habits, and what I've discovered in my life, there's certain people that will complain all the way and suck the very life out of you. But then, when you're lying in the bed dead, they're like, Next, don't cry a tear, they're just looking for the next. I don't know how to say this in church ease. y'all know what I'm thinking now it came to pass when Samuel was old for some crazy reason we're about to see here he made his sons and he knew his boys but he's really following in the steps of Eli who was his stepdaddy and Eli's boys were so wicked that when the wife of, the, of one of the boys had a baby, his name was Ichabod, meaning the glory departed. And God had to kill those boys. And this just uh, adds more credence to the fact that, you know, how you're raised does impact you in a certain way. And he didn't have an example in his house of how to raise kids properly, so it seems that he repeated a lot of the mistakes of, of Eli. So when he was old, he made his son's judges over Israel. He may have been a great prophet, one of the greatest judges, but not so much a good father. And loving God does not automatically make you by osmosis a good parent. You can read the Bible six hours a day. You can pray in tongues for another three or four hours each day. But if you don't invest your time giving your children the love, the boundaries, come on now, the structure they need, they'll make up their own rules and use their bad behavior to get the attention. You wouldn't give them any other way. Holy man, good man, but he messed up at home. You know, I've said this to you many times. I would say this to myself over the last 19 years of my, my life. What profit is it a man to gain the whole church world and lose his own family? So as much as I love y'all, I had to remember what came first. And keep things in their proper perspective, priority an order. Didn't mean I loved you less. It just means that home was first base for me. Home was my first responsibility. Now if all y'all happy but mama's not happy, I got a problem. And I have to sleep with that problem. I ain't sleeping with y'all. I know some pastors have a different testimony but I ain't sleeping with y'all. Y'all get me started early and uh (laughs) verse 2 the name of the first was joel and the name of the second was abijah and they were sons or judges forgive me in beersheba you know we have to be honest enough with ourselves to admit the strengths and the weaknesses of the people we love we don't love them less because we call a spade a spade you got to call it what it is. And at the same time, a little advice here. You got to start or stop asking why they keep doing it. And begin to ask, why am I allowing it? I'm about to help you. We teach people how to treat us by what we accept. I say it one more time. You say, "Why they treat me this way?" We teach people how to treat us by what we allow. But his sons did not walk in his ways. Nature is very promiscuous. It will grow any seed you place in the ground, but it takes the nurture, the hard work, and the consistency of a farmer to grow a crop. Nature will not grow your child. The streets and the school system definitely will not grow your child. It'll put them on a slant for the rest of their lives. It takes a farmer. It takes watering. It takes some weed pulling. It takes some fertilized little, a few attaboys every now and then. Good job. And you can do it. I I see it in you. It takes that to, to grow healthy crops of young people and children. Frederick Douglass said this hundred years ago. He said, it's easier to build a strong child than to repair a broken adult. Yeah. Parents, our responsibilities are quite awesome and weighty. And that's why I used to see this, I don't know if I see it as much, when a young family would have children You know, they criticized the church, stayed away from church all their lives. But as soon as they got the responsibility of that life, we'd see young families coming back to church. Because they knew they needed guidance, they needed help, that they knew in themselves that they could not raise this child. They knew they needed this child, needed more than school. Your child needs more than to be babysit by that trifling television set that we have piped into our homes 24-7. And nowadays, our computers. And we need to put something in them intentionally. A farmer's intentional about the seed he sows. So if you want your kids to, to turn around, become intentional, get them in the house of the Lord and get them while they're young. Yeah. While they listen, while they pay attention. And while they still like you. <laughs> the boys turned aside For dishonest, gain. And he took bribes just like Eli's boys and perverted justice. After poverty, money and power are really our character's greatest test. Your genetics may be given, but your character is your choice. (laughs) You can't change the hand that was dealt you but you can play it right. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, look, you are old. You know you're old. When the elders, there's the old people in Israel, come to you and say you're old. <laughs> so his life was shown all over his face. And your grown sons do not walk in your ways. Here's the balance of what I've been saying to you. Once your children reach a certain age, you're no longer responsible. So don't waste time blaming yourself for stuff you can't control. God gives you a window of opportunity. There's a level of control. But at that point, they make their choices. And no, you may not have been super mom, super dad, but who has been except God himself? And that's why I taught my kids at an early age, call God your father, because I'm going to mess up. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to misstep, and there are going to be some things wanting, but if daddy's your God, he will see to you, and everything that's missing because of me, everything I didn't do, couldn't do, my God will do. And that's why we have to have faith. Yeah, we messed up, but God can fix it. That's where my faith is. Somebody said, losers spend their time blaming their parents. How many of you know some losers? But failures spend their time blaming their kids. How many of you heard well, if I ain't had these kids, you know, I'd be, you know, I'd be so much further along. Yeah. I'm preaching good so the children of Israel say to Samuel say make us a king now the law of Moses made allowances for a king in fact prophecies went forth stating that a king would come but the problem was it wasn't time yet you see it was true that Samuel had babies, kids if you will and and it's true that he was old and that he was spent, and some of that was his own doing. But I want you to watch the reason, the real reason, why they wanted a king. Now make us a king. Watch why. To judge us like all the other nations. Moses constantly, I mean, it's, it's throughout the first five books of the Bible. He constantly warned them about the pitfalls Of trying to be like everybody else but no they got to run with the Joneses and they got to do everything that everybody else is doing please stop trying to fit in when God has decided designed you to stand out now I'm not talking about you okay I get so tired with these Christians trying to pretend they're not? Their lives look no different than anybody else. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of this God I serve. The Bible said it's the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. So instead of me feeling all ashamed, I feel sorry for you. brother frank would you help me with that that paper just went away i'm at verse what where am i five but the thing displeased samuel when they said give us a king to judge us so they wanted the right thing but for the wrong reason and samuel knew what was going on but uh, you can't stand between people and their choices i don't care who you are free will is just that Free will. You see, this is what I learned. After you've given the person your advice, and by the way, sometimes only give it if they ask for it. Okay, that's important. Let me put it differently. After you give your children your advice, particularly your grown children, all you can do is let your children make their own mistakes and be there for them when they come around. That's all you could do. But here's another thing. Your kids might be right. And just because it's not the way grandma and granddaddy and them did it, not the way you might do it. God might be doing it in them. And maybe God wants to do it just a little bit of different way and let God do God and get out of the way. Stop trying to control your 30-year-old. That boy is married. That boy got six children. And you in there trying to tell his wife what to do. You done lost your mind. You're the problem. You're going to destroy that marriage. Get out their kitchen. Get out their bedroom. Mind your business. This is not in my notes, but that's for somebody in this room. Mind your doggone business. Pray for them. Love them. If they ask for advice, give it to them. But your boy ain't marry you. That's a little bit freaky just to say that kind of thing. By the way, that's where the culture going. If we don't put some brakes on our tolerance. Oh, I really started to preach down. So Samuel, I love everybody. I love everybody. Okay, please. Thank you. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. And sometimes that's all you can do. Just, just, just pray. They made their choice. Just pray. And the Lord said to Samuel, something really interesting. Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you. This is important. Sometimes, God's judgment is giving you what you want so bad. That thing that conscience said no. Your pastor said no. God's word said no. Common sense said no. But you just had to have it. Sometimes God's judgment said, go ahead. It's kind of like what the parent does to the runaway, okay? Mom and Dad, I'm running away. If you're one of my children, I'm like, they at the door. <laughs> I'll be here when you get back. You see, King David, the one the Bible called the man after God's own heart, had not been born yet. It was 12 years, roughly before the, the birth of David. So since they couldn't wait for God's choice, y'all hear me. Come on, Come on. <laughs> See, some of us, are, nah, I, my sister got married at 20, I got to get married. See, Anna was just up here with her husband. She said in the first service, she planned to get married at 22. And since she said it, I can repeat this. She didn't get married to 44. You see, God could have gave her her choice, but she chose to wait for God's choice. God wanted to give them a king after his heart, but because they insisted and persisted, God gave them a king after their own hearts, and he became a wicked king. So wicked, God basically had to kill him. God removed him from the throne. Yeah, yeah. And even some of the problems in David's life came because of Saul. Yeah. If Saul hadn't tried to kill him and chase him and, and mess him up the way he got messed up all those years, he might have never ended up with Bathsheba. Yeah. You see, the, the, the second, third, not waiting for God yeah. impacts us and impacts history. See, my prayer after every election is, uh, "Lord, please do not give us the leaders we deserve." And that's what God did, though. With he gave them the leader they deserved. But I, I even pray for my boys. Lord, don't even give my boys girls that they might deserve. Because some of these little things I see them running around with. No, no, Lord. No, Lord. <laughs> Any parents in the room? <laughs> I say, Lord, give them a woman after your heart, God. And I think I need to pray harder. <laughs> For they have not, is God speaking to Samuel, rejected you. But Samuel, they rejected me. I used to take it very personally, when people I knew walked away from, from God. If you pass it pastor for any length of time, you'll see that quite a bit. And I blame myself, I kick myself, what, what should I have done and where have I missed it? And, and Lord, Lord, um, just make me better. And then one day the Lord scolded me. He said, Derek, you're giving yourself way too much credit Nobody that's really mine is going to leave me because of you. Set yes. <laughs> yes. <Except> me free. <laughs> no one can take you on a guilt trip if you don't get in the wagon. Yes. And a lot of us are being pulled around in this wagon. And we're like, God, why, why, God, why? It's like, well, can you keep getting in? Yes. And some of y'all say, well, oh, that's too hard. That's too tough. That's healthy. That's healthy. I can choose for me. I can't choose for you. I can give you the best information. I can try to, to share with you what, what I know to be true, but, but only you will answer for you. And that's where you're getting these cults and these weird things with someone trying to control someone. I ain't trying to control you. I love you. I'm for you. But again, if you want to go, there is the door. I will walk you to it. And if you want to come back, I'll open it for you. I love you. I'm for you. But listen, I'm trying to control and handle my own life. I'm not trying to control and handle yours. I'm too busy.
2: You've been listening to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, Live big.
1: God wants you to live a life that's big, a life that's bigger than yourself and inspired by the vision he has just for you. The challenge is that sometimes we get stuck on the journey. Things become stagnant and and keep us from living up to our full potential. We know that sometimes, you know, things need to change, but we just don't know what or how. When this happens, the, the big question we must ask ourselves is how do I get unstuck? How do I break free from these limitations? To help you identify where you are on your journey to living big, I've developed an assessment tool that will reveal where you are and, and where you're stuck. Based on your individual results, this tool will point you toward resources that are going to help you remove barriers and, and, and keep you moving forward. This assessment is completely free. Not only that. Once you complete the assessment, you'll be directed to a page where you can claim a free copy of my brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. Don't settle for mediocrity. Live big. Let's get started by visiting canilivebig.com and let's visit it today. That's canilivebig.com.